shut up and sit down. Hey Siri, what is an expert? As a noun, it means a person who has a comprehensive and authoritative knowledge of or skill in a particular area. <laughs> okay, that's clearly not us. But we're not idiots either. Hmm. Arguable. <laughs> okay, fair. How about not complete idiots? We're a couple of guys who have been friends for 25 years who happen to disagree on a lot of things. This is our podcast, where we try to make sense of those things and try to understand the other's perspective. These are our inexpert opinions. Shut up and sit down. Are we recording? Yep. We're back. We're back. We're back. It's working. We're back, it's working. ladies and gentlemen. Fucking a, it's working. We're back. It is working. We're back. And that's a wrap, folks. Good talking with you. <laughs> Dude, anyway, what was I, I said, what was I doing a second ago? Oh, yeah. I was uh, looking for the last time we potted. Let's see here. What does it say? Jeff, do you remember? Oh, September no. 14th. Holy hell. Are you since we're about almost six months? Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. It's been a minute. Well, you know what? We did that one recording. And it didn't and work. And it didn't or work. Yeah. So anyway. What the fuck you been up to, dude? Happy New Year. Happy oh, ha- Happy New Year. Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. There's a lot of things to be happy about. The birth. There are things to be happy about. Um, (laughs) Things. What have I been up to? Oh, cool. I've got a login. I've been setting up a new computer, which has been a lovely time. I think you should. Uh, That's. Go ahead. Sorry. That's been one of the reasons Mike and I have been absent. I know it sounds like an excuse, but my computer's been in the Apple shop for some time and. I know it sounds like an excuse yeah. because it's absolutely an excuse. Because it's an excuse. <laughs> the reason it sounds like an excuse uh, is because it's indeed an excuse. Because it's an excuse. But. And a good one. Uh, no. what? Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. What else have I been doing? I went snowboarding for the first time in like three or four years of the day with uh, the one and only Nick Gentilly. You didn't break anything, so did I, not break anything. I know we had a long conversation about that, so I'm happy that you're yep. in one piece. Um, let's see, New Year's 2022. My New Year's resolution this year is to, well, it's not this year. My new, is it this year? It's not this year. It's just a resolution that I set out for myself starting this year. And that is to run a half marathon. Oh, you started a resolution on new year's. I think there's a name on for new that. Year's. Yeah, but it's not going to be just one year. <laughs> oh, okay. It's going to be this. It's going to be the whole, it's going to be the rest of my life. Uh, to run a half marathon <laughs> in every state in the U S really. So I will check off box number two in three days in Arizona. And I will check off state number three in April when I go to Pennsylvania. Um. Yeah. What else, dude? You're gonna try that's to run about, a half marathon in every state. By the time I'm 50, dude, that's gonna be. So, what is that? How many of those? How many a year will you have to do? And that with the time you have left to 50, about six. 
assuming my knees don't give out in like three years. <laughs> which, which is which is highly likely. Totally doable. <laughs> totally, totally doable. No, it both is. Both my knees giving out, both my knees giving out and, <laughs> and the goal. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool, though. So, That'd be fun. So you've done we'll where? See. You've done Colorado. 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 You're going to do Phoenix. <laughs> Off to a killer start, Colorado. <laughs> so you've got to, and you're going to do Phoenix coming up and then yeah, PA. Phoenix on Saturday, Pittsburgh in April, Nebraska in June. Where's that one at? Can Kansas in May, I think. Um, the one in Nebraska is in Kearney. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is going to be sick. It's like down through Yanni and all that. I'm, I can't wait to run a fucking half marathon in Kearney, Nebraska. Yeah. It's going to be so cool. Huh. Um, yeah. And then I'm trying to, I'm trying to get up to Seattle area in July for work. So that'll knock off Washington. And then, yeah, I've got to kind of figure out it's, it's interesting because I'm going to have to save because I want to do it faster than 50. Cause I don't really want to be running hair half marathons. I don't think at like 49, 48. Why? And it's, it's, well, I mean, I, I do want to, but like, I don't want to procrastinate cause I don't want to, I don't want to get into a situation where it's like, Oh, I'm 47 now and I've got 35 left. Right. Right. So I'm going to try to, well, I'm going to freaking, freaking front load this, this front resolution loaded, front load. Right. Smart. Yeah. Um, dude, you could get Oregon. But I got to be careful because I've got to do, I've got to save the warmer ones for like winter months because I'm not, I'm not going to run a half marathon in Wyoming in January. Right. That's not happening. So I don't think there's a lot of those events planned anyhow. I've got to, I've got to strategize. Do these have to be organized events or can you just go to a state and run? Like sanctioned? Yeah. I, 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 I asked myself that question. Um, <laughs> as of today, yes, they okay. do. But that may change depending <laughs> on like how difficult. Because that's the other thing, you know, if scheduling, you right. know, as of right now, I'm doing them with vacations that we already have planned or like right. times where I know we're going to be in that particular location. Yeah, it's going to get tough um, when you have to start going to states that you don't have any intention or, or desire to be there. Oh, Delaware. Yeah. Right. Like, but then you what can am do I doing there. Like Delaware, Vermont. Well, Vermont would be Maine. awesome. And like in the fall, Vermont, that'd be beautiful. Totally. I would love to find one that like goes into Delaware, Vermont, <laughs> just and just knock out three or states. Like that because, because <laughs> just do a full. Right and it's like, I got two because it's hit two states. What about like, does the Boston Marathon, do they do a half for that? Like, I know the event is the whole marathon, no. but they don't have like, I don't, I don't, I don't think they do. And that you have to qualify for anyway. Oh, I, I, I don't think I could ever qualify for it. I was looking into it and it's like, I don't think so. I would have to get, I, my, so my half I ran in Colorado here in October, I, I averaged like a seven forty mile, which obviously isn't like lightning fast, but, uh, it's also not slow. I was, I was looking at what it would be, what I would need to do to get into the Boston Marathon. Cause I didn't even know, I, I figured I, you could just go run it. So I was looking into like, Hey, I want to go run the Boston marathon. That's a big deal. And you have to qualify for it. It's kind of like the Hawaii Ironman where you have to run a race that is a qualifying mm -hmm. race. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you can just go run right. anything. 
And I want to say, if I remember right, it's sub three hours. Oh, fuck off for a marathon. my, my, My half was an hour. It was an hour and 40 at a seven and a half, seven and 40 mm-hmm. minute mile. So I've got to shave 20. I, I think I figured out I have to shave 25 minutes off of. I'd have to show I'd have to shave 12 and a half minutes off of a half marathon. So I'd have to get down to like a buck and a half. Right. And that just slides you right under the three hour mark. Right. Right. Yeah. Huh. Which would barely qualify me. And I that's I mean, that's like that's like a six and a half minute mile for a marathon. Fuck you. Yeah, that's that's, that's not, insane. I'm not, that's not happening. No. So that one's out of the question, yeah. I think. But it'd be cool to find like like New York City would be a cool one to find a half in. And then you could try yep. to get down here for the Peachtree Road race in the summer. That's on okay. the fourth of July every year, I think. Yeah, that'd be fun. It's like a big one. I might have to do that next year. I'm trying to think if there's other ones. I'm looking forward to Hawaii. I'm looking forward to Alaska. Hawaii would be cool. Nope. Nope. Hard, hard pass on Alaska. Hard pass on Alaska. That's going to be cold, right? I mean, I guess it does get kind of warmish. It's like 75, 80 in the, in the summertime. I didn't realize it got that warm. I want, yeah. I wonder if there's like any, like middle of the night marathons or whatever, you know, where it's, where it's like just barely dusk daytime because the sun never sets in the middle of the summer. Oh yeah. It's actually like 2 AM. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't looked into Alaska yet. What is the state you're least excited about going to? Uh, I mean, I think there's going to be some rough ones. Iowa. Iowa will be easy. The Dakotas. Um, Dakotas, I'm I'm excited about. Like I haven't been back to the Black Hills since I was younger. <laughs> North Dakota, I'm gonna knock out with Teddy Roosevelt National Park because I wanna. I've also got a goal to get to every national park, and I haven't been there yet. Okay. So that one should be. Uh, I probably like. Hmm. I mean Kansas, but probably, you have family there, so I was gonna say Kansas would suck, but you have family there, so that's not so bad. It's probably somewhere east, like north northeast, like cause that. That's what's what's going to suck the most, and maybe it's not necessarily like what state am I looking forward to the least in terms of the state just sucking. I haven't really given that a lot of thought. What's going to suck the most is going to Vermont and doing Vermont, and then being able to like spit over into New Hampshire, but not going and running a race because I have to let my legs heal for a few days. Cause right. I'm not running like back to back half marathons. Well, at dude, least, if you do enough of these, say I'm not. maybe your training becomes so good that you're like, okay, I take a day off and I can do it again. Maybe, maybe. I mean, he ain't getting younger, so I don't know, but we'll see. <laughs> it takes a while to come back. Yeah, what's what's uh, Cameron Haynes? Doesn't he like run a marathon a day or a half marathon a day or something like that? Something like that. And he's that. in his 50s. Yeah. Well, fucking, he's cool. <laughs> uh, so, hey, it can be done is all I'm saying. It can be done. Did you see what I did there? Yeah, I saw that. See what I did there? Do you get it? I did. Do you get I did. it? I did. I got it. 
What did I do? Did you get it? <laughs> what did I do? I'm going to start saying that after every decent joke. It's like, no, seriously, do you get it? No, tell me. Tell me Beth, why you get it. Beth does that all the time. <laughs> she'll, she'll make some ridiculous joke. She'll be like, did you see what I did? Did you get that? Explain it to me. Explain what I did. Explain what I did. Did you get my joke? No, seriously, explain it. Makes it makes you feel like such an awkward <laughs> asshole. To, you're like... Honey, you said cam and you replaced can with cam, like camera. And you're like, explain. She's like, yeah, you got you it. Got you got it. it. <laughs> oh. No. What's the other dude? The other guy. Uh, the military dude that's always oh, screaming at people uh, while he's running. Yeah. Um, I've read his book. Gogs. The Gogs. Goggins. David Goggins. Yeah. I was going to say Walter Goggins, but. That's uh, yeah, Walter. Walter, who's the actor Goggins? Uh, oh, the guy that was in um, Justified. Justified. Yeah, it's a weird name. Walton. 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 I like him. He's a stud. Yeah, I was my 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 dad was telling me the other day that uh, he was reading this article saying that, uh, or maybe it was maybe it was on like the behind the scenes thing for Justified because you know they're bringing Justified back. No. Yeah. Same people. It's take place down in Raylan yep, Gibbons is coming takes back. Place down, yes, but it has something to do with like his daughter or, or something along those lines. Like, I don't think it's the story about him. I think him and his daughter have moved to Miami or something like that. Yeah. Cause remember at the very first episode, he moved from Florida back to Tennessee. From Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he shot so somebody or something. In, yes. Um, I haven't read the full synopsis, but dad was the one telling me about that. And he said that he was watching, it might've been the behind the scenes thing on the actual justified show, but Raylan, uh, Boyd, Boyd Goggins, his, his character was supposed to be axed after the first season, mm -hmm. but him and Raylan had such a good rapport and the audience loved him so much that they decided to rewrite the entire show to basically center around Goggins and yeah, their love hate uh, relationship. All offense. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Then, I mean, they met that made the show. He was great. Fuck. Yeah, it did dude. He was so good. Yeah. It was so good. Dude. Have you watched the new episode or the new season of, um, yes. Okay. Good. Huh? Love it. <laughs> yes. Love it. Beth didn't like it. I loved it. So what's the deal there? It's like it's like a two-part season four, I guess. Oh wait, maybe we're not talking about the same oh, thing now. That's a, that's <laughs> awkward. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, the, did you see what I did? Did you see what I did there? <laughs> no, what's the show on with uh I never forget this guy's I remember this guy's name. Um the Netflix show where Marty, the freaking oh. money launderer. I can't remember the oh 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 Ozark Ozark yeah so that's not what you're talking about Jason ba Jason Bateman, Bateman. thank you no. okay never mind I thought you were talking about the new uh, the new Dexter oh no I didn't even know there was a new Dexter new Dexter's sick okay um, I don't think I ever watched I got through Ozark like the yet. first four or five how many seasons of Dexter has there been now four or five I think I got through like I'm a season behind and that was like, that was a long time ago I just I don't even remember what happened. I got needed it. to give it a go. So you didn't see the season where he disappeared into the no. into the ocean. No. Got it. Into the squall. Spoiler alert, guys. Spoiler alert. So okay. Ozark. Um, so no, I was Ozark. I was talking Ozark because for whatever reason, I always I don't know why, but I uh equate or correlate Ozark and Justified in some weird sort of way. And I'm not sure why. Because they're both kind of backwoods. Yeah, like, maybe. Maybe. 
hillbillies. Yeah, that could be it. But is that a derogatory term, hillbilly? Can I say that? No, I don't think it's. I can't say it. No, I don't think it's. I don't think it's derogatory. Okay. Okay. Well. Okay. I'm sure I could have used the word that starts with an R and that's derogatory. Yep. That's, that's, that's not, but I don't think hillbilly and the R word are equals synonymous synonymous. I don't think that means the same thing. Okay. I'm going to hillbilly. I think that, that term came from Kentucky, didn't it? Or no, maybe it's West Virginia or remote woods mountain area, but I'm sure there's gotta be a name for like, like it started somewhere. Somebody like, I've heard Hillbilly this. Hillbilly is a term often derogatory. It's like saying hick. Or, or people who dwell, dwell in rural mountainous areas in the United States, primarily in southern Appalachia and Ozarks. So there, there, there you, go. you go. Even though they're this, both, yeah. They're hillbillies. Okay. It's truth. It's a truthful it's statement. It's truth. Sorry. But that's like saying Sorry, hick. <laughs> I think hick, excuse me, is derogatory. It is? I'm not to me because I'm a hick and people call me a hick. Well, well you're time. not really not time, uh, like an actual hick outside well, of the fact that we grew up in Nebraska is about the thing that, that our only qualifier. Yeah, but like I'm more I'm more punk. I'm more punk. Than you. <laughs> you're right. I'm probably no. more punk rock. <laughs> you're right. I'm probably a lot more punk rock. <laughs> No, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm by no means hick, but I've been called a hick. And I would say that being from Nebraska, I'm more hick than my San Francisco counterparts. Right, of or course. Other people, people that I'm friends with. Uh, right. And, and I, don't, I don't find it derogatory. No, of course not. Other people might, though, so we probably shouldn't use it. Wow, there's the sixth result, though. I wonder what, the, I might do a little, I might take a little gander at this. So we've got, Six results on Google, well, on DuckDuckGo, when you search hillbilly, number oh, seven, number six is the Urban Dictionary definition of hillbilly, <laughs> and number seven is hillbilly porn videos. Ooh, don't want to see any of those. I do. I, I do. want to see what we got going I kind of do. <laughs> really? Uh, so, okay, so what's going on in 2022? What's going on with Mike? Uh, what's going with Mike? Let's see. Man, I have very little report. I don't have I don't have any I don't either. resolutions. No resolutions. Nope. Um Yep, that's it. I got nothing, dude. So we're in the same boat yeah. pretty much. Yep. Just pretty You know, we're just trying lives. to, you know, just live life, make the best of it. Yeah. That's all you can do, really. It's a true story. <laughs> Uh, that's a true story, dude. I have high hopes for uh this COVID thing, maybe potentially not being a problem so much anymore. Is that right? I do. What do we? Got? I don't know. Why? I don't have any. I have zero data to back up this feeling. It is a feeling only. I'm thinking this is this this Omicron thing is going to be the last big hoorah and then we all just slowly return it's covid's last stand it's covid's last stand see what i did there i did, <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh man dude the super bowl is this uh, weekend 
I'm excited about that uh, that premonition, that prediction, that feeling. Oh, yeah. If that's yeah, I don't know, man. I think I don't. I don't think that's the case, but I don't think. I uh, at least not here I'm, in Denver. Well, have you by, by the way, did you see in the news that like all these uh, like largely Democratic states are letting letting some of their mask mandates expire? No. Yeah. Mainly in schools, but like states like Oregon, California, New York. Oh, yeah. We yeah. Benton and Lyndon both went back to school on Monday without masks. They're both fucking jacked as, as, as am I. Um, but like we went to target last night to get a few things between swim lessons. Every person in the store, 90 or five had a mask on every person. Yeah. I still think that will be probably a thing for a while. I think that will be the last thing to go. Yeah. Um, what will be the first to go? Well, I think we're already there like bars and stuff. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it's like. And, and again, you, you, you didn't see what I did there. No. I missed that the one. First to go. He <laughs> missed it. But anyway, I don't know like what bars are like there. And again, this is the other thing you have to keep in mind. I forget this all the time, but where I'm at versus other states is probably vastly different. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. When was the last time you were in a bar? In like a bar bar, like a real, like a, like a bar, like a club or a bar, a club a long time ago, probably in Austin. I don't don't know what, I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do with your life. I mean, I've been to like restaurants slash bars, but I don't. God damn. What does that say about us? When was the last time you were at Palm Garden? Palm Lounge. In Carney, the BK Lounge. <laughs> BK Lounge. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that says about us. I think it says that we're normal people, or that we're living life okay. That's true. It also says that we're getting old. Well, that yeah, that's well, but that's kind of normal. Yeah, people get old. Yeah. No, it's been a while. Yeah, I could. I, I still enjoy it though when I do go. For the most part. Yeah. Yeah, I think the last time for me was maybe in Montana. Yeah. In, in Fort Bend. The last time I was in just a Denver bar that was not tied to a restaurant, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm seriously, I'm like racking my brain right now to think of the last time I was in a bar in this city. Yeah. Or the last time I did like, like, okay, like even Beth and I went on a date, not this past Friday, but the Friday before, so two weeks. And we even had the plan of going to a bar. We were like, okay, we're going to go to dinner. We're going to have a bottle of wine. We're going to have some pasta. And then we're going to go... Ooh, for wine a drink and pasta. And bar, for sure. That's that's going to make the, the bar trip tough to make. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> we, we got done eating and have it on wine. We looked at you and we were like, we should probably just go home. Yeah. That's a pasta that I got to gotta work on. <laughs> <laughs> no bar yeah. trip. So. Yeah, no, I think. Even, even 
after planning. Yeah, I think the I, the last time that I can actually remember would have been this last summer when I was actually like a bunch of guys went out just to, we had some people with like some friends in town and we all went and that was the last time. Hmm. And I don't remember a single mask sitch. So, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it, though. Nope. It's going to. But I am, too, man. So do you think I've been thinking about this, too? So what's going to happen? And I know that this is everyone's talking about this, but what's going to happen with work? Do you think people. Do you think when let's try to imagine two years from now or two years post people being all that Hawk. concerned post hoc, people being concerned about this in general? I think it will. Like I said, I think it's going to be a thing that will. Um, probably be similar to the flu where it's going to be like a yearly sick little thing, but do, do work, do we go back to work like normal people or do you think this is going to forever have changed everything? I believe that this will have forever changed everything. It's too. So one big thing is the, the money, the money aspect, right? Mm -hmm. So, I am in the midst of trying to build a proposal for a either monthly or quarterly stipend for employees at assemble as like a perk or a benefit. So right now the proposal is looking something like each employee gets $2,500 a quarter to travel around and see other coworkers, but you have to, it's just like an expense account. You have to utilize it to go, hole up at a WeWork work or whatever right, yeah, with, it's work specific in another city it's not just it's yeah specific. it's not gallivanting right um like you can obviously take advantage of it and travel so like mm -hmm. i'm gonna go to seattle and see joe and, and and jacob and hang out in the WeWork work and go do things i want to do in seattle and whatever when i'm not working um but the way i i've been i've been working on this and and, and what i've been reading is on average the an individual employee that works from home two and a half days a week mm -hmm. for a year. So half the time, right? right saves a company $11,000 a year. Really? In overhead, real estate, electricity, like they've this, this, I forget exactly. I'd have to find the, the source, but, um, but yeah, 11, 11 grand, that's two and a half days or a week. Right. Mm -hmm. The environmental impact, like in terms of the the gas and whatnot, that's not going into the air because people aren't driving. Mm -hmm. uh, people are saving money. The average employee is saving like three thousand dollars a year themselves because they're not spending gas money on gas or not going out to lunch as often. Like all of these benefits, and then you throw in the conspiratorial aspect of like people always know where we are because we're always plugged into our computer and we're always here mm -hmm. at home, and so now the government can watch us even more. And right, like I, it just it seems way too beneficial for so many reasons to send people back to the office. And if you've got some sort of hybrid culture, you've got a WeWork where you can go share with other coworkers in your, I don't. I, to go fully back, I don't think happens. Mm -hmm. Maybe hybrid. Maybe they give people the option, but I think we've discovered that people are way more productive at home, generally speaking. Um, at least, at least as of now, it saves the company way too much money. Productive, but I've also read that people are now working longer days, more hours, 
because they are, it's harder to step away from work and, you know, yes, you know, kind of split the, the, the work life thing, which I absolutely struggle with. I, I absolutely do too. Um, and that's kind of where I think you'll have to get creative, right? Which is like this, this, this quarterly stipend for forever employee, right? I, I don't think that's an unreasonable ask. If you're looking at the fact that I'm saving the company $22,000 a year, mm-hmm. give me 10,000 to go and do this and do that. Give me $400 a month for a WeWork to let me get out of the house for a, a day or two. Give me, you know, $500 toward my rent per month. Um, so I can get a second bedroom because there's been a number of studies that have shown that if you put a second room in your place where you can shut the door and disconnect it from your like living, like, like living area. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's much easier to detach yourself from, from those working, those working hours. So I think there's a lot of things that we can do. Um, and, and all of those, you know, of course you don't get all of those options because now at that point in time, I'm spending $40,000 a month or, or per year on employees. So choose two, right. In terms of like perks and we'll, we'll take it from there, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It just, it doesn't, the old way of just having these giant buildings filled with people. Why? Yeah. Yeah. It's been so long since I've been in a situation like that. It just, every once in a while I'll, I'll find myself thinking back to those days and be like, man, like, so it was so it seems now like that was so freaking weird and crazy, which is so also sure. fascinating how like little time it took for that to seem weird. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I've been doing that like, for most of my adult life and career. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, that's well, I'm not going to do that again. Why would I do that? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I miss it. You know, I miss I miss walking by and slapping a high five as you're walking past the water fountain or through the cafeteria or whatever. But I do the same amount of work. I've built awesome relationships with everybody that I work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much so that we met in Miami, you know, and all got COVID. And <laughs> it was meeting these guys and, and girls for the first time after knowing them only through Zoom for a year. And it felt like I had been friends with them for years. Right. You know? um, so it's it's fairly easy to develop relationships like – I, I don't know. I don't see. Yeah. I don't, I don't see the huge benefit from. Yeah. I think I would be okay if I had person. a, like if I was, you know, again, in a different situation where I wasn't working for myself, but I could see being okay with some version of a hybrid sitch because then it's like, yeah. you know, you're going in and then you could, the one thing I will note, I, I will say is when it comes to, what creative meetings, brainstorming. It's tough to be in-person meetings there where you can all be in the same room and kind of feed off energy and stuff. Luckily, I feel like I have found, or at least with certain people specifically, I've found ways to like work through those challenges today, but man, I still miss like a good creative brainstorm throwdown sesh. You know, I do too. I do too. Uh, with the right people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll send you an article. I read this really cool, cool piece that was talking about how uh, this guy was making the case that innovation actually happens. There's more innov- innovation in remote settings because you give people the ability to detach. 
and most people are introverted and introverted people tend to not do so well in like large brainstorming sessions because they don't think as fast as they need to um, on demand like that and a number of other things. Well, I'm sure you and, and so I both was, have met plenty of people in our careers that are like that, where you get them into a room I, and they shut I'm down. I'm like that to a certain extent. I mean, you know, I would say 50% of the time I'm that way, Okay, you know, unless I really, really, really truly understand the, the surface level goals. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have to understand the problem, but it's hard for me to get in and on demand, just start throwing up ideas onto, onto a whiteboard. Mm -hmm. I'm just, that's not, I would prefer to take it, digest it, sit with it for 30 minutes and then start coming up with all my ideas. And then I can get tons of mm -hmm. ideas out of the paper, but just on demand thinking like that is kind of hard for yeah. me sometimes. So I can, I can absolutely, absolutely see it. But, but yeah, I, I miss those. If nothing else, I like watching people that do do good at mm -hmm. that, right? Sitting there watching them going, holy shit, okay. Because that does generate right. ideas for me as well. Yeah. Uh so so yeah, that's like I, I don't I don't not miss it. Mm -hmm. Uh but I don't know that it's necessary for what I do. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I feel like um you know, it's I I live like my building like looks over at the um ncr building and it's like this massive headquarters ncr is like the point of sale they do a lot of the point of sale software and hardware at like stores and stuff you know like the mm -hmm. um like payment uh machines and stuff like that like kiosks yeah stuff yeah they do a whole like it's a, they kind of run the gamut of of essentially those devices point and software sale. yeah and they built in Atlanta in like 2016 or 17, they built this ma massive headquarters building in Midtown. It's huge. And it's just been so crazy to think like, how much money are they paying every single month to keep that place? You know, they, they, whether or not people are in there, you're still having to like pay to heat and cool it to a degree. You know, you're paying staff to like keep it clean whatever you have maintenance folks i'm sure and it's just sits there empty empty now people are finally coming back i've noticed that there are some people but it used to be when i first moved in here that like every floor you could see people moving around all the time i was used to love sitting here and watching like it looked like it's so fucked up saying this, but it looked like watching like a ant farm, like little people moving around all over. I was going to say, it's like watching like a sim, yeah. like a Sims or something and, like that. And now you look over there and it's every once in a while. Yeah. I'll see maybe 10 people. And besides that, nothing. But then at the same time, what I don't understand is you have another massive, there's so much, uh, um, construction and, you know, these massive, uh, buildings being built here in Midtown and so Google just opened a huge freaking massive, like, I think I, it's not Google's building, but they own, I think the most, uh, space in the building. Mm -hmm. It's like 45,000 square feet or something like that. Um, Anthem, the insurance company just built their headquarters, like two blocks down. That thing is, takes up an entire city block. It is massive. So it's like, are those people going to work? So you have all these other, you know, and then there's a couple other big, um, corporate companies that have built their new headquarter spaces here. And it's like, I wonder, it's like how far down the path did they get before they, you know, or, you know, 
I'm sure that these plans to create and then get like funding and, and like getting your construction crews in place. I'm sure that takes, you know, at least a year or more of planning. They get into this thing and they're like, oh, the train's already rolling down the track. We can't stop this. But nobody's going to work. Our entire workforce is working from home. Yeah, you can't just you can't just leave it like the the Philippines or or Panama City and just leave the building half built. Right. Like you, you can't, you have to, you have to finish yeah. it. There are. And I wonder how many of these companies gotten themselves into a situation where they were like, well, had I known what I know today, this was a bad waste, a bad idea and a horrible waste of money. Well, I told, I, I think I've told you Andy works for charter communications mm-hmm. uh, or time Warner, whoever like, Oh, I think charter owns all both of them now, but I think he said that, They've got a they've got a twelve thousand square foot campus uh, or, or building down down south in the tech center, and I forgot what their what their like monthly lease is, but it's something it's something insane, mm-hmm. uh, like maybe in the millions of dollars for this eleven thousand square foot office space. Oh, I'm sure, and uh, that's the only reason they they're going back to the office. Because this lease is like a five-year lease and the company's like, we're not going to spend all this money on this lease and we can't break it. So we're in the middle of a pandemic, but guess what? Mask up. You're fucking going back to work. That's too. That's stupid. That's like only two people can ride the elevator at a time. So there's queues and lines like, and and it takes, it takes 30 minutes to get up to the top of the building because it's just so, so it's come grossly inefficient. Exactly. You're just bringing people, he says into work. So they aren't working. They're standing in line to get on the fucking elevator to get to their desk. That's just stupid. They're doing, they're doing zoom videos sitting next to each other because the conferences are locked down the conference rooms because, because, covid you can't you have to socially distance they're they're adhering to all the guidelines oh, God. so they're literally sitting next to each other on zoom and they're doing it because they don't want to they don't want to waste the money that they're spending on the lease which i mean to a certain extent i can kind of ex- i can understand yeah. but but okay you know figure out a different figure out a different solution and, and this is so incredibly challenging but i'm sure if you put if some research group really wanted to figure it out go in there and Try to get as specific data as possible to show time spent actually working versus dealing with all of this, the true um, efficiency of time being used while work or at work and all that. And then match that number. And then, okay, looking at everyone's, you know, salaries, what they're getting paid, breaking down, you know, essentially their, you know, whether it's like a 15 minute blocks, what's that, what does that equate to from a uh, pay perspective? And then- provide that number back to them. It's like, here's the money you're wasting it's, by doing this. And here's the money you're wasting on. If it's not, it's gotta be somewhere close. I would think again, I'm sure there's think, like the right think. levers have to be pulled to make it all make sense. But I guarantee you something like that has to it be adds up on. productivity hours like that adds add up. So fast. yeah, that's why you always hear about like, keep, keep meetings really right. small because you got 10 people in a meeting, you know, Oh, that's all of a sudden that's $10,000 an right. hour or whatever. And that's, that's no $1,500. Yeah. I hour. used to say that when I was at WebMD and we would have these, these massive leadership meetings and stuff. I remember thinking I would look around the room and think to myself, you know, there's 14 people in this room when we've been in here for an hour and a half, what is the cost of this meeting? And then walking out of it with next to nothing being like decided upon or any big decisions being made, it was generally a waste of an hour and a half. And I'm like, that was a just massive waste of money for this company. But then again, 
I didn't realize this and I, you and I've had this conversation whether or not on the podcast or offline, but it really surprises me how corporations can be profitable when I see the massive, massive inefficiencies in just the corporate environment. One, not only how like they handle people, but also just like things that fall through the cracks and the massive, just huge, hugely, uh, um, wasteful decisions that are made or projects that are started and never finished. And yet you're still paying. It's insane. It makes you wonder how much cheaper shit would be. Mm -hmm. If we could figure it out at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they have an idea of what they're spending on all this stuff because they've got, they've got bottom lines. They're 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 These big corporations are evaluating that kind of stuff to it. You know, to, to a T like they, they are, they are, they know what they're spending and they are comparing that to what they're selling. And they're looking at it and going, we got to raise prices because our margins aren't high enough. Yeah. Well then fucking knock off the meetings, knock off Salesforce. <laughs> Beth's fucking per diem. When she goes, she would, she would order a bottle of wine and a filet mignon at some hotel in Soho, you know, for, for dinner. And just expense it. And it's like, not only do we have a $400 per night room in Soho, New York, but we're getting $100 fucking room service meals, you know, like the the expense accounts on these things are crazy, crazy. You cut all that back, lower the prices. Hey, but even not even that, because you want to talk about, you want to talk about income inequality, (laughs) like, Come on. Right. But and not even that, though. I mean, like those things I feel are one of the incentives to keep employees happy and like, hey, you're traveling for us. Cool. Let me take care of you and let you enjoy your time. That is fine. Sure. You keep those things. But yeah, it's the other ridiculous crap. It's, hey, we are going you your meetings are limited to X amount of people for 30 minutes. Get it done or figure out a new process. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, well, but, but that's my point. It's like, it's all extravagant. You could still take care of your employees. You can still have perks and all that and not give them $400. Right. A night. Like when I would go to San, San Francisco, I would pick oftentimes the cheapest room in the tenderloin because I wanted to save the startup that I'm working for money. Uh-huh. Right. It's, it's feasible. I could find a mediocre room and not blow it out and stay at the Omni every right. night. Right. For $150 a night instead of $75 a night. Right. It's, 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 it's very possible. Yeah. And all these stupid, like onboarding and new employee training or corporate training they do. Like how many, honestly, how many times have you taken some type of leadership skills test that you have to like waste four hours as they like do some bullshit, you know, you're, fucking head of people or head of HR comes in and they, okay, guys, we're going to take this, you know, Myers-Briggs or whatever the thousand other freaking personality tests that exist out there. And every single year, it's a new one that's probably better. They claim is better than the one you took last year. And it's just a whole yeah. bunch of bullshit. You know, people are lying just like they do anything else. It's like, oh yeah, I'm really good Correct. at communicating with people when I'm upset. No, you're not. You're a twat at work and no one likes yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. You hold up, you <laughs> shut up and you don't confront any issues. Right. But but they do all these things. And really, what is the takeaway? Does it change? I mean, you may learn a little bit about something, but if you're being honest with yourself, has it ever changed to a um, noticeable degree how you interact with someone knowing their personality style? Maybe a little bit, no. probably not though. 
Instead, why don't you have someone come in and say, these are how meetings should be properly ran to be truly effective and value people's time that are in your meeting. You know, just the general idea of start the meeting on time. If someone's late, catch them up later. I mean, something as simple as that. How many times do you sit in a meeting and you wait the meetings uh, for 30 minutes and you start eight minutes late because some dildo was running late from their last meeting? Right. It's just like. I mean, it's some, it's simple stuff like that. It's like, man, those are the types of trainings and onboarding classes that they should be giving people. Like, this is how we do it correctly here. But anyway, what do I know? I'm just an asshole. Um, you said something a little bit ago with regard to the Google thing, the Google building Mm -hmm. down there. I wonder, I hadn't really thought about that, but I could see that being an unintended consequence and a good one, in my opinion, of this whole thing. Like, Google, you got putting up a building in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You got them putting up a building in Austin. You got them, you got them putting buildings everywhere. Pittsburgh. They're spreading out, right? Which could be good and could be bad. The good, the good thing that I hadn't thought of, or one one good thing, is you've now, you've now exposed the opportunity to work at Google to a much larger demographic mm-hmm. of people. Yeah, you don't have so to move to down S- in Atlanta, Silicon Valley, yeah. You're getting people that are very very red coming to work for your company, which potentially could balance out a lot of the idea like most conservative red-blooded Americans aren't moving to San Francisco to work for Google just because of the well, I shouldn't say most, a lot. Right. Just because of I don't want to live in that kooky wacky San Francisco mm-hmm. place, right? And so I could be a badass engineer and I'm going to just stay. Like I've got a buddy that lives in Oklahoma who who will stay in Oklahoma because he is as red-blooded as it gets, right? Uh-huh. He is he he's not going to San Francisco to live in San Francisco. In fact, he got the opportunity when when we we were working together and he was like, No, I'm not that place is crazy. I'm not I'm not moving yeah. out there. He's a damn good engineer, right? Now you open up a Google in Oklahoma City. He all of a sudden has the opportunity to work at Google Google in Oklahoma City. With like-minded individuals. Right. And what happens across the board when you get diversity of thought? Yeah, it balances out company culture a bit. It balances every – right. And so I wonder wonder if we'll see that kind of start to take hold over the years if this does indeed stay. Yeah. Well, and operating in and them. arguably there is, I mean, it didn't think about it from a, from a, a company standpoint, it does open up the field of people that you're able to hire because before you had totally. to select from, I can only hire if, if, if we're going to expect people to show up for work every single day, you know, Monday through Friday, eight to five or whatever it is, you know, you, you get your the hiring pool or a pool of people to hire are is much, much smaller than now you can open it up. And then also, and I think we talked about this at once. You don't have to give too much detail about your, your, your finances and your job, but like, do they adjust your income based on location or how does that work for you? Depends on company, but generally, yes. So, I mean, arguably, you know, you're having to pay people someone in like Silicon Valley or, or wherever, New York, you know, Chicago, like the bigger met, like metro areas where, of course, cost of living is high. Seattle, mm-hmm. uh, Portland to a degree. You're having to pay them more for the same job that you could pay someone right. in Omaha, Nebraska, substantially less. And if as long as those two employees are of, you know, um, equal value, essentially, you're saving yourself a boatload of money. 
But boatload. Yeah. Boatload. Yeah, because it's, I mean, SF, New York, your two biggest markets, those are sometimes 75%, sometimes 2x what you're paying a person yeah. in Omaha, where you're paying a person in Kansas City. Yeah. So, I mean, the economics and of you're it all. Getting, do, and, do, you're, and you're getting largely the same code, if if not better sometimes, yeah. you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think this is... The other thing I like to think, or I like to think about every once in a while, it's just, it's fascinating to me is like, I wonder, I mean, it's this whole silver lining, like COVID sucks. We've, you know, what is it now? I think it's, and this is arguable, but what is it? I, if I'm going to say this and tell me if I'm wrong, is it 90,000 or 900,000 people that have died in the United States? It's 90,000, 900,000 people. Is that worldwide or here? here okay wow so you're looking i think yeah I, I saw a number recently and i just don't remember what it was but i knew it had a nine in it but because i saw it and i was like that's a big number but the so that's of course the negative of like the fact that this sucks and we clearly weren't prepared and and it's been a shock for most people but i wonder how long this pro- nine hundred thirty-two thousand. yeah that's crazy that's insane so how long would this progression have taken had we not had, you know, this hammer come down and forced us to change? I mean, you, you've been reading too. Have you seen any of those headlines where this is, I'm not saying COVID was the cause of it, but it's at least brought the conversation into the Overton window to a degree of these ideas of four um, day work weeks. I think London, there's some companies trying it. I believe there's a few uh, companies here in the U S trying it. It's like, and then, so I was reading an article and then they were giving us some information on, well, how did the five day work week come to be? It was all the, uh, uh, Ford, Henry Ford okay. was where like the whole idea of a five hour work week and the production line and having people come to work for five days a week. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, one of the things we talk about and you hear all the time now, especially with COVID is, you know, um, like being overwhelmed with the amount of work being, um, burnout, you see, you're seeing all of this, you, all these articles around like this mass, what is it called? Um, mass resignation stuff or whatever, the great great resignation. resignation. And like how important it is to find balance and, you know, our own like mental health is so incredibly important for us to be truly effective while we're at work. And it's, does make sense now again it's going to be very hard this is back to like the corporations again protecting their bottom line but there are plenty of studies that are showing that people that work four days a week are far more productive in those four days knowing they get a three-day weekend and it's like how long is that going to take do you think before, or will it be 20 years from now, we're going to be having the same conversation and maybe 50% of companies offer a four day work week opportunity where others don't. I mean, I wonder if this will catapult us forward and getting something there where if someone told me I only had to work four days a week, I get why. Cause I don't think here's the other thing. I don't, I have not felt that my amount of work has decreased in any way. Quite frankly, I probably get more done because like we said earlier, it's hard to disconnect from work when your computer's right here. But mm-hmm. you're, I think people would be willing to be like, all right, my workload's probably going to remain something close to the same and I have four days to get it done. I think that 
would in a way push people to, I've got four days. I'm going to be more efficient. I'm going to be more effective while I'm at work. I'm going to get more done. And then those three days, you know, you get the day to kind of decompress a day to have fun, a day to relax. And then you go back to work. I don't know. I, and if everybody else was doing it, I'd feel like that would be awesome. I would love that. I just, I don't know how serious anybody's going to take this. I feel like you're going to see so much corporate pushback. It's going to be tough to get through. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting because it's, I don't think it's unlike the, it's unlike the remote, the remote thing, you know, and it took forever for people. It took this happening mm-hmm. for people to go, Oh, remote is the number of companies I used to apply to here. I, I would have, I would have, <clears throat> on average, I bet two recruiters reach out a week mm-hmm. and I might entertain one out of four because it's an interesting opportunity. And so I'd have a phone, phone conversation with them or just go back and forth on email. And I would always start off with, do you allow remote work? Mm-hmm. No, this is on prem. Okay. No, no chance. Nope. Okay. Well then the conversation's done mm-hmm. because a, I don't find you an innovative company at that point in time, because I've worked in this capacity for six years and I've been just as productive, if not more Mm -hmm. than working on premises. So maybe it's not for everybody, but if you're not open to the idea of at least looking at a person's work and seeing how they operate and, and, and determining that it, it is for some, then yeah, you're not for it. It took companies having to do it to understand that people can do it. And quite frankly, finding that in, in many ways, if not more than, than, than not, it's more beneficial, Mm -hmm. right? It's, it's, so I think that, I think the four hour work week is, is going to be, I think it's, I think it's going to be the same thing. I think you're going to see a lot of companies experimenting with it. What did I say? Four hour. That is a book by what's his bucket. That's Tim Ferriss. (laughs) Yeah, the uh, I you'll see companies experimenting with it because it will be a means of recruiting for them. In fact, like we've talked about doing it because it will help us in our recruiting efforts. And as a small startup in Silicon Valley, you need all the help you can get. Um, but but yeah, I, I I wouldn't see. I would be surprised if it held or became the norm like remote work uh has today and i don't even think we did go ahead sorry we did it at cozy we did it cozy and it was awesome i mean it would summertime because san francisco's so hot and most of the buildings aren't mm-hmm. air conditioned for summers from june through october we did four hour or four day work weeks and you got friday off because it was just miserable being in the office mm-hmm. and those five months out of the year four months out of the year we were just as productive as the others yeah yeah well, I mean, it's, I'm, based on some of the articles that I've read, it's it's like they actually have data that's showing productivity is remains the same and or increases. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. I kind of hope. I, I think at some point the way that it's been done, you know, it's weird. I, I don't know if I would have ever even considered. Let me rephrase. I don't know if I would have ever actually put a lot of thought into it until being faced with this current situation. Like, yeah, I never questioned the five day work week. It was just considered normal. 
Like that's what people do. It yeah. was never even weird to me. So I pushed for it. I pushed for it a little bit of proxy. I pushed for a big time at field division. I've been pushing for it for, and I'll tell you the, the one reason why, like I like the idea of having an extra day off. Sure. But the one reason that I push for it is productivity outside of work today technology is supposed to make things easier for us and supposed to save time uh-huh. and things like that. But I have a hypothesis that in most cases, technology actually hinders our time in maybe not most cases, in a lot of cases, like for example, calling Verizon to figure out something with your phone bill mm-hmm. takes two hours instead of it taking what it should, which is probably five to 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. In all of those cases, you're talking with someone and they're looking at your online profile that they could have just given you and told you we're sharing, just screen share with Mm -hmm. me, right? They're going to the DMV technology is supposed to speed that up, but it still takes six hours. There are all of these like mundane tasks that I have built up through the week. And then I take care of them on a Saturday and I don't get them done because I don't have enough time in the day because of all of these technological advances mm-hmm. that extend the time period that they're supposed to take when they could, they, they, they should just be like that. Yeah. And so that's what I want. There are so many places that are closed on Saturday. There are so many places that are closed on Sunday that there are oftentimes I have to take half a day on Friday or half a day on a Tuesday to go to the dentist or go do whatever Mm -hmm. else. And because of traffic, because of all of these other things, it ends up taking longer in 2022 than it used to take me in 2005 Mm -hmm. or in 2005. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what I want it off for. I don't want to waste my company's time. I don't want to waste my man hours at work to go to the dentist, to go do this. Give me a Friday when the kids are in school and I just have a Friday to go take care of all of these things that I need to take care of so that my weekends are free, so that my weekends are relaxing, so that my weekends are recharging and I come back to work on Monday ready to crank Mm -hmm. instead of just, oh, it was another weekend where I was running around, I was doing this, I was doing that. Because I can't do anything during the week for some reason, because in 2022, technology is slowing me down. Yeah. That's a cynical way of looking at it. But Well, and then that's actually presents another problem, too, because as you were saying that, I was saying to myself, OK, let's say let's make the assumption that the four day work week is widely adopted and becomes the norm. Well, that means now it, my kids it's are not exactly. School. And the doctor and dentist are also closed on Friday now, too. And so it's like, oh, I'm running in insane. Now you have three days. T- I guess, no, it wouldn't matter. I mean, you're still like, okay, well now I have four days during the week to fit this stuff in as opposed to, I mean, unless they were found some way where like, and again, I'm just spitballing here, but like it's staggered a little bit. Like maybe some of those businesses are closed Monday where most like, you know, uh, uh, what do they call those types of workers? Uh, uh, geez, I can't think there's a term. Anyway, it doesn't really matter, but Halftime no, like uh, it's like what the work that we do, like uh, it's not like physical labor, but oh, oh, uh, yeah, knowledge, knowledge workers. workers, like knowledge working type jobs are working Monday through Thursday, and then you know, like maybe some more of the service jobs, you know, like 
dentist, doctor, stuff like that, they close on Monday. So there's like this one day of overlap, like where you can still do your things on. I think that's, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. That's, that's what I, I mean. We figured out during the pandemic that you could do like a staggered 50% at home, 50% in the office mm -hmm. in order to kind of maximize time spent in the office mm -hmm. and, and not getting people sick. So yeah, I think that's what it yeah. is. 50%, 50% of the workforce gets Monday off. 50% of the workforce gets Friday off. It sucks if you and your wife have different, you yeah, different industries have different days off, but at the same time, that honestly could be good because now you've got, you've got two situations. You've got two extra days to, to tackle yeah. shit, you know, versus. Um, yeah. But yeah, th there's like everything, there's a way to do it. There's a, there's a, there's a, elegant way to solve it yeah so dude, speaking of you wouldn't just lock friday right. down, dude so you that's what sunday's for <laughs> you said something earlier about uh technology being like having some negative consequences of course it's absolutely i agree with you 100 there was an uh i saw a infographic a couple days ago that was showing um I, it was some ux company that was creating it and they were talking about how important messaging is on on websites specifically, but they were talking about, there's a study done, um, around human attention span and how it's decreased. So in 2000, the attention span, the average attention span of a human was like a little as like 12.3 seconds or something like that. Okay. So you had on average 12.3 seconds to grab someone's attention before they were like, mm -mm, I'm out. They did the same mm -hmm. study again in 2015. The average attention span of a human is now 8.4 seconds. Okay. So in 15 years, it's decreased by nearly four seconds. They compared that the average attention span of a goldfish is nine seconds. <laughs> wow. <dude. laughs> so like basically the whole thing was human beings have a shorter attention span than a fucking goldfish. We've devolved, <laughs> but it was saying like the whole point of it was to be like most like, and this is again for just you and I more than anybody else probably, but like on average, people will read on any single web page they visit will read 28% of the content on that page. On average, it's more likely 20% or below the yeah. amount of content they're going that's to that's why you in. got clickbait yeah. and all i mean all the all the ridiculous headlines and shit and everybody read an article but they actually only read four words in the headline right. and then they're just regurgitating the headline back and then you. get this i read an article no you didn't no you didn't tell me about the article yeah asshole. so get this though this is the most interesting one an office worker on average will check their email inbox 30 times every hour that's insane that's fucking crazy that's insane I don't even know how it's possible. Jeez. You think about it. That means on average, you're checking your inbox once every two minutes. Right. Average. <laughs> how are you doing anything means else? I don't do that. I, 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 be, I would drive myself crazy if I did that. I would drive myself crazy. Man. I would drive myself crazy. And that's average. I There are times where I'm stuck or blocked on a problem or something, and I will look at it more frequently than not. But even then, I bet it's 15 times in an hour, 10 yeah. times in an hour. Otherwise, my Slack and email are usually closed so that I can focus. And I open it up once an hour on like on the hour, read through things, reply that I need to, and then close it back yeah. down because 
because I have to work. I have to do things. Yes. Dude, I have become so incredibly piss poor. I, at responding to emails in a timely manner, like I, here's my thought process. Some most days, honestly, and this is so bad is I'll get an email and it may require a response that's not that important, but sure, I could respond. It's like, here's what you were looking for. Or here's the answer. And sometimes I'll do it three days. And if I don't get another email, it's like, ah, they must not care. <laughs> Just never respond. <laughs> it's like, if it was important, you'd send me another email. Clearly, you don't give a shit. I'm not responding to this. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I, I, the, the technology thing, I haven't figured out how I want to do it, but there is a way I'm, I'm confident and I'm, <clears throat> I'm open to suggestions. I want to run some sort of experiment for like two weeks and it might be as simple as just like putting in the elbow grease and manually tracking shit. But I want for two weeks for a month to determine how much time I lose to technology whether that's like a big one for me passwords the number of times i've got like last pass and shit on my computer but it's not all on my phone and so the number of times i'll like go to log into a platform or whatever and it's like incorrect password fuck then i have to reset my password then i have to go through the captcha then i have to mm -hmm. do all this shit it's like it's my data let me check a box that says I am willing to lose all of this to the dark web. Just don't fucking log me right. out. Yeah. End of story. Put it in your fucking EULA and your terms of conditions that I've never read before. <laughs> I don't care. I am so tired of wasting five minutes to log into a bank account to check. Oh, yeah, there is money in there. Just like I thought. Run the card again, asshole. Technology again. Now I've got to run my card twice. Oh, it's because Bank of America thinks I'm 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 fraudulent because I'm at a different restaurant than I usually eat. Fuck you, Bank right. of America. Let me run my goddamn credit right. card. Technology again. How much time have you wasted me to today? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would be tough because all day, every day. Because you would have you would have to balance it with how are you deciding like how what are the metrics that you're me? using to decide this was an actual time saver versus a time lost? Right. And then what are you right. comparing it to? Like how it was in 1940? I mean, in my in my opinion, right. the argument's pretty simple. Technology is saving you time. But my experiment would be things it would probably center around things that used to be done by a person mm -hmm. compared to things that are now done by technology. Okay. And I would have to I would yeah, I would have to Again, I haven't figured out the exact the exact way to do it. But. And then you have to like compare it to a time frame because like, you know what you just what I just thought of when you said that, you know, like when you run your card or like you can just scan your phone now. Remember back in the day, we were old. We, I mean, we were alive when this happened. But when you, when you have to punch it no, in. Before that, when you would use a credit card and they would use that machine where it's like. Hunk, hunk. Oh. <laughs> and it was like that carbon coffee thing. <laughs> yes. But even that was faster because. That was faster than technology because you didn't have to wait for the signal to go up. Right. Like when you used to have to die, punch in the number on the card, like at Imperial Palace, you would have to wait for. Oh, when it was like dial up, you mean? And, and then it would connect and then you would get the credit card readout. Yes. And it would take three minutes, four minutes, five yeah. minutes. Okay. Sign this, sir. Yeah. God, uh, Imperial well, Palace. <laughs> God, I want some of that right now. Um, some braised. Oh. 
But yeah, there are it absolutely technology saves you time, but there are so many inefficient processes where I do think that we've taken a step backward in technology. We are just using take technology for the sake of using technology. And the credit card's a great example. That click click one, maybe not as secure. So much faster, so much faster. And it just depends on where you just you're at. Did, did, and then I feel like any place that takes a, Apple a Pay or like like Tap to Pay, that to me is clutch. I use it all the time. Doesn't always work. Though. Oh God, Doesn't I don't have to work. I mean, every once in a while you'll have an issue, but it's to me it's pretty rare. I'll have to turn my phone a little bit different to tap it right. Oh. And see, I don't. I've I haven't had many problems. So it's like, I mean, the number of times that I will walk into a store just under the assumption that, Oh yeah, they've got to take Apple pay. Target is a great one. They finally actually fixed it. So if you have that target app on your phone, then you can get like, you can actually, and you have a Apple card or whatever. You can just do it all through the app now. But I can't tell you before I figured that out, how many times I'd walk into target being like, I'm just going to Apple pay it. And then I have to go back out to my vehicle because they're like, yeah, we don't take that. It's like you fuckers. But yeah, man, I don't know. But the, the one thing that I think wastes time is when you have, like you said, calling Verizon or anybody that has that automated phone system, yes. those things, I will, I could be the most loyal customer you have until you get me in that whole fucking goddamn Chinese circus. I hate your company after that. Loathe entirely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're the worst. Yeah. They're the worst. Oh my God. They waste more time of, they, they save the company an immense amount right. of time and money, but they waste all of my right. time. All and of how many times do you go it. through the whole thing? You like hit, you like go through your 55 sub menus, you're like hitting all the buttons and then they get you on the phone with somebody. They're like, oh yeah, that's the wrong department. Let me transfer you. And it's like, I will murder your family. All the time. <laughs> Dude, I have a hypothesis. I was sharing this with a coworker the other day. This is cynical. It's exaggerated. It's hyperbolic. It's all of those things. But I have a hypothesis that that it's not a hypothesis. It's probably more like a stand up joke that I could work out. But <laughs> that is what is behind Sandy Hook and all of these things. <laughs> all they wanted to do was talk to a representative and they couldn't. They just wanted to talk to a representative and you kept shutting them down over and over and over. And they lost it. And that's yeah. it. Something snapped. Maybe not. S S Sandy Hooks. Uh, that, yeah. I shouldn't have said yeah. that. See, that's part of that. the, 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 that's you, the you, bit you got to work out. That's what YouTube, right? Like there was that woman that walked into YouTube mm -hmm. a few years ago and sprayed a bunch of bullets into YouTube and killed people because she, she thought that the company wasn't monetizing her videos the same way as other mm -hmm. people's. That was because she had tried to call a YouTube representative multiple times and the YouTube representative kept giving her the runaround and didn't answer the question that she was ultimately asking. And so she got pissed. And instead of just walking away like I do, like you do, and I've been really close to driving to YouTube a couple of times, she actually uh -huh. did it. Yeah. Yeah. It surprises me too. I mean, and now with like all these chat bots and all these other things that you can use, it's just, it surprises me that the, I mean, dude, I was reading this thing, get this. So of course we know that the IRS is an absolute nutter shit show. Um, and if anybody from the IRS has listened to this, fuck yourself, go find a new job. But 
they, I was reading, so like, as like we were getting, like coming into tax season and like when the IRS started accepting returns for 2021, I read an article that said the IRS is still backlogged from last year with like a couple of million tax returns that still need to be processed. And they were saying that, you know, the, they were like giving you some like ideas of the best way to get your taxes submitted best for the fastest refund and stuff. If you're getting one. And there was a stat in the said on average, the IRS gets to 11% of the calls that come into their call center. Really? 11%. That means 89% of the other calls, they're just like, yeah, fuck it. One probably, and I don't know if you've ever had to call the IRS. I had to deal with some stuff uh, in like, uh, October, November of last year, dude, I was on, I was on hold listening to their atrocious hold music for like, it was like two hours and 14 minutes or something that before I finally got a human being. It's insane that that is complete. This is a government organization that they are, we are required to deal with every year and they can't find a way to improve customer service to a degree that makes them even in the realm of reasonable to deal with remotely yeah. human. And now, I mean, yes, there's a, like, you can pay like, you know, an accountant or there's like H and R blocks and like TurboTax and there's all these other tools. Thing is, you know, I would argue, I would love to see the numbers of how many people self file every year, like through like a TurboTax tool. And I'm pretty versed on this stuff at this point. My father's a CPA. I feel like I can get my questions answered and I still have questions every year. And I know that, well, I have to either Google it and hope to God I can find an answer because there's no reasonable way in hell I'm going to sit on the phone for that long to get a question answered. It's just insanity to me. And yet, if you don't do it, it can put you in prison. It's insane. It's insane. Capitalism. That's our our next time. Yeah. All right. All right, man. Hey, it's been good to be back. We're back, folks. We're see, back. see you again in three months. Six. <laughs> All right, homie. This was fun. We'll do it again in a week or two. All right, All right man. Love you. Peace. Peace. Love you. And that's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen, for this week's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Please don't forget to download and subscribe to Inexpert Opinions in your favorite podcast app. And uh, be doing us a huge favor if you gave us a five-star rating. That helps us grow. Growing's good. Everything needs to grow, including Inexpert Opinions. We're trying to blow this thing up, y'all. So, uh, yeah, rate us. We love you. Thanks again for listening. Bye-bye. Shut up and sit down.